Welcome to Broad and Walnut. I'm your host, Michael Gorman. We are brought to you today by Ron Avalon. RonAvalon.com. If you want to look good, feel good while you're working out, and yes, look thin, no other brand will make that claim. You will look thin. Go to RonAvalon.com. Okay, on the pod today, we have creator of Philly Love Notes, neuroscientist. Yes, our first neuroscientist on Broad and Walnut and just an all-around great person, Emma Freed Casorla. Emma takes us on a tour of Philadelphia like no one else can. Get ready to take notes because she will tell us where to eat, where to drink, where to play, must-sees, must-dos. She is awesome. I really enjoyed this one. I hope you do too. friend who receives your bi-weekly newsletter I think you put out I guess yes. you sent it via email yes um, and he forwarded me one of your emails and with a note that said you have to have this girl on your on your podcast she knows Philadelphia um, so I was intrigued and I looked into you more and and not only do you know Philadelphia but it seems like you really love Philadelphia and I, I just want to kind of understand it. it. It seems like it also wasn't without some effort. You wrote on your website that it wasn't until I made the effort that I truly felt for the city. What did you mean by that? Um, so I am from Philadelphia, uh, right outside in Cheltenham, and I left for school and then came back. So out of 35 years, I've only been gone for maybe five years. And Philly is a city that can be really hard and can be really dirty and mean and um the people the people and just also the place itself it's just a hard it's a hard city it's like uh you know it's kind of a classic east coast city um and i feel like it takes effort to find the beauty in the city um and when you do it makes living here really wonderful but it does take like a little bit of concerted effort um and it can be really basic stuff so some people and you know myself included you know find architecture really beautiful or you can appreciate some of the skyscrapers you can appreciate the the weird people on the street or certain events and it's like those kinds of things that kind of make it really feel like a home yeah um so so i guess that's what i mean is that it's just like any city, uh, it can be hard to love, but when you when you find like the quirks about it, is when you start to like really start to appreciate it. Uh, I find myself. I think I might be too close to it at times. I don't know if you ever feel that way from living here and working <laughs> here. Like, because I have people that come in, clients that will come in from out of town and be raving about the city. And even I just had a client the other day who asked me, which I want to get to with you in a second. He asked me for an itinerary for a weekend. He, he lives in New York. He was going to come down to Philly for a weekend with his wife. Yeah. And. I, I was just I couldn't wrap my head around that like I'm like you're gonna come to Philly for a weekend like not I mean I work in love I, I love Philly I get it but sometimes I do feel like I'm too hard on it myself like, totally why wouldn't you go to Chicago or why wouldn't you go totally. to you know and you and I think that's like I think that's really classic Philadelphia is also is that you know I think that there's a stereotype which is a very true stereotype of Philadelphians which is that they like to hate on Philadelphia the most yeah totally. <laughs> more than anyone else I know. even if you really love it you always find things to talk smack about so um, I have the same, I have the same thing too. And I work in the, you know, I've, I've worked in the tourism world for on and off for six years. And 
I still have the same thing also. I'm like, wait, people are coming. Wait, what? <laughs> right, <laughs> what? <exactly. laughs> like, you came in here for why? Yeah. Um, but I get it more and more now. I'm kind of starting to, I'm really starting to understand it now, why people will take those weekend trips down here. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see those weekends that they make and understand them now. Um, Philly hating on themselves. Like, if you listen to Sports Talk Radio oh, at absolutely. all. I mean, it is like one caller after another. And oh, yeah. And all, like, the comments on all of the media outlets. Like, you know, it's just people just like screeds about Philadelphia and I bet that if you cornered some of those people they would actually really love it and they're probably from here and are like have roots here and are have like dedicated communities but they just I don't know gotta get that stuff out into the world yeah yeah it seems like your approach is completely the other side of that it's so positive completely so it's positive well it's what's interesting is that I've never gotten hit for this and I think I could have is that I don't talk any I don't talk I don't see anything negative about it. So I understand that there's a huge amount of problems that are happening in the city. And uh, it's really sad to see a lot of them. Um, And so what I do very much, very much purposefully does not talk about it because I feel like it's talked about um, in so many other ways that sometimes you just need like a positive source. Yeah, no, I like that. So that's... So it's been a conscious effort over the years to make sure that I'm not um, speaking ill on Philadelphia. And when I can, I try and get um, involved as long as it's a way that's a, in sort of a positive way. You know, like this nonprofit's doing something really cool or, um, you know, this fundraiser's happening and try and support it. That kind of stuff. Yeah. You're, yeah. You're, I, I like that idea yeah. because it's like it's like a, an escape almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some... You need a little beacon. You need a little beacon of light sometimes. Yeah. And that's... When I was running it as a blog, that's very much what it was. And now as a social media accounts and as this newsletter and stuff, it's still it's still that. It's always just the hashtag why I love Philly. So. Yeah, so I should talk about this. So, yeah. so, what, so what was this? What started? Uh, what was it when it started? And what is it now? Phil, I guess Philly Love Notes is the original website? Yeah, so Philly Love Notes was a blog that I had started in 2012. And it was... Um, it was sort of after like a lot of life events and I needed to find things to do in the city and I needed to kind of like find people to hang out with. And I was a neuroscientist at the time oh, wow. at Penn and I was hanging out in the lab talking to a lab mate and we were just talking about like, oh, you know, what are you doing this weekend? And he was telling me about some place that he was going to go to that I'd like never heard of before. And I was like, oh, you know, what would be really cool. Like, what if we just asked our friends like what they did? And we, you know, kind of like wrote it down it would be this little like blog of like this this person likes to do this um and this is who they are and this is why they like to do it and that night I like rough sketched up like what a blog what that blog would look like and I got like a blog spot the next day and I just asked like a bunch of my friends to do it and then um and I just asked them to like choose a favorite spot like sort of write like a little love letter as like why they liked it and then I met them there. I took some very amateur photos. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then that would become the post. And so from there, um, I would have them then, like, recommend a couple friends to talk to. And so I got this really great network of people. And um, eventually I got to a point where people were just, were just submitting them, and I wasn't even asking. And But, the, but the, the, the gist of it was that I would always meet the person in the spot that they chose whenever humanly possible, mm. or I would try and do whatever it is that they, like, that they said that they loved doing. So some people were like, I love taking the train up to Trenton. And I was like, 
looks like I'm taking the train to Detroit. And then, <laughs> is that a real uh, example? Yeah, oh. yeah. And then like there was one like bus ride across like the entire city, which was actually really cool because it started in like way southwest, southwest, and went all the way to Penn's Landing, and it, like took me through all these parts of the city that I didn't know. Yeah. Um, but then I also met a ton of people. So I think by the so I stopped the blog when I got to 300 love notes, and I probably met like. 200 to 225 of those people in a period of like three years so I did it I did a lot I did many many a week and it was like my thing and I would go around and I got a chance to see all these really great spots that I didn't know existed um and the blog was then like sort of published in um it was in newsworks and it was in city papers so it had other outlets as well and then now it's just social media so um uh, a while ago Indie Hall and Young Involved Philly sort of started this hashtag called Why I Love Philly. And when I was still doing the blog, I we kind of made it into more of like a campaign, I guess. Okay. And we started doing these Twitter campaigns um, during Valentine's Day. So uh, we got all these organizations to participate, which was really fun. And then we did these Why I Love Philly parties, uh, which were crazy and awesome. And I have to do one again. I have it like in my notes to do it. But uh, the last one we did was the preview party for Spruce Street Harbor Park. Okay. When it first opened for the first year, we had a thousand people and we had all these like vendors there and uh, made why I love Philly flavored ice cream with little babies and all this really fun stuff. So it, it did this evolution from a blog into a, uh, like a social media movement into, uh, and now I do newsletters. I do this newsletter, which I just recently started. Um, and then I also cut, Maps. I do these woodcut maps of Philadelphia, which is another side project. I try not to push it out too much through Philly Love Notes, but um, it's like a great, it's like a nice gift. You know, it's like someone loves the city, they can get a customized wood map with like a heart where they live or something like that. Oh, and you make these. And I make those. So that's like my, that's like my fourth side project. Well, you should plug that for a second. If someone (laughs) wants to buy that, where would they go? Uh, If you go to, if you go to my Instagram account, it's usually the link that's up there. Um, It's just an Etsy shop, but um, yeah, I, um, your Instagram is Philly Love Notes. My Instagram is Philly Love Notes. Twitter's Philly, everything is Philly Love Notes and every, and I like, I aggregate and look for things based off of the why love Philly hashtag. Um, And that's how, that's sort of that social, when you talk about it sort of being a social media movement, that's sort of the movement there. And a lot of people use that tag now, um, you know, all over the city. And if you look at it, like, on, it's, like, one of the most used, like, why I love X city tags of, of like, any of the cities in in the country. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. I think it has, like, I want to say it has, like, 275,000 photos at this point, probably more. So, it's cool. You mentioned uh, Spruce Street harbor park yeah is that your idea no no oh god i wish uh i was i was there though at the waterfront when working there yeah so um there was a small there's a really small team that runs the waterfront and they worked with some really great organizations but um they thought of the ideas for harbor park it was based off of a grant that they had gotten from art place america and the grant actually was for a floating a floating barge that would have like musicians perform on it and it was just going to be this like temporary like what like every weekend pop-up performance and exactly. somehow they turned it into and they being my my vp who's this brilliant guy at the waterfront who's now the president um he thought of you know turning it into this beautiful park and so i got the i was fortunate enough to be there when it happened so i got to talk about it all so i was the person who was like you know, making sure that everyone knew that it was happening, and it took off. It was crazy. It took I, off on its own. It was cra- I, I can't even. We like I, the summer, the weekend that it opened. Um, 
we were there until, you know, the, the whole staff was there until like one in the morning on Friday and Saturday nights. And we were just like, what is going on? Because, you know, no one comes to the waterfront. And now it was like everyone was at the waterfront. I think I'm probably not supposed to say this, but I'm going to say this anyway. Uh, we sold more beer that first weekend than we thought we were going to sell for the entire summer. Oh, my God. Yeah. So it was just like it was immediate like, oh, no, we need to ramp this up real fast. But the team's really agile there, so they were able to do it real quick. So Now there seems to be like a lot happening. There's a lot down happening. there. Yeah. Um, I just saw that announcement at the other pier. They're going to have Yeah, Cherry Street Pier yeah. is going. Um, the Penn's Landing, uh, they're capping over I-95 to mm-hmm. build this huge 11-acre park. Um, lots of stuff's happening. It's, okay. yeah, it's great. All right, so you have this, you, you start the blog. Like, and it, yeah. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> I love it. So I wanted to ask you about, you, you had 300 different experiences from Philly yes. Love Notes. Uh, what are some of the most memorable ones? Yeah, that's always a good question. Um, Okay, so the one that I always use because it, like, made me cry, and it still makes me cry when I read it, was this amazing letter. So they were all in, like, these love letter forms. It was like, you know, dear such and such a place, this is what I love about you. And this guy, Chris Bartlett, who is, is, was, I'm not totally sure, he was uh, the executive director of William Way LGBT Center, and he wrote this long love letter which was very historical to this church in um in uh like in the neighborhood and it was the it was the only church that was willing to preside or one of the only churches in philadelphia that was willing to preside over the funerals of aids patients in oh, the wow. 80s no kidding There's, yeah okay and i i can't believe some churches wouldn't do oh that. yeah definitely okay. wow. and so um the i can never get the i don't remember if it's like a pat i think he was a pastor the pastor is still there and i'm gonna I botched that word. I don't know if it's a pastor or what he is, but right. he's still there. And so it was this very, very moving letter to this place where that was like a haven to people. And that was like, you know, like curse now, whenever he walks by it, you know, it's really sad to him, but it's also this, like this point of pride where like this church is willing to stand up and work with his community. And, um, yeah. so that's like, was a very, very powerful one. Um, some of the more, um, interesting ones was uh there's this place called pete's clown house in like juniata or frankfurt uh it's right on frankfurt ave like pretty far up there and these two friends had submitted it and they weren't able to go but i put it out on twitter like does anyone want to go with me to pete's clown house (laughs) (laughs) and these like two these two people said yes and so Hi, the three of us went up there and just and Peace Clown House is a like a really old school kind of diner and it's got this really couple these really big fluorescent clowns in it. Um, but it's a place where it's like it's right at the intersection of all these different neighborhoods and it's like it's it's like nothing you would see really in the city. So like maybe little Pete's but little Pete's is gone. But yeah. it's like you just don't see sort of like a mixing of all different communities like that. And um, it's an old school diner. Old school diner. So yeah. it's an old school diner. Um the clowns are really weird. And it was a really fun like it was just like a fun breakfast and it was a nice way to just randomly meet other people too who yeah. were like, well yeah, like this sounds cool. And um since then a lot of the family who used to own or has owned Pete's Clown House has reached out to me and they've given me like the history of it like they were like oh you know my grandparents used to own this place it was a boarding house like the the bathrooms that were used by the boarders were also used by the restaurant it's really so it's really interesting um yeah and I still go up there sometimes I still take people up there sometimes because they have this thing called like the Superman special which is 
things like eight bucks and you get like everything you could possibly imagine uh-huh. to yeah, eat. Yeah, yeah. Um, Did you become friends with any of these people? Oh yeah, totally. So um, I went there with two photographers, one of whom is a photographer that I use quite often now for shooting at the waterfront. Um, I've stayed friends with, I've stayed friends with a lot of the people that I met, which was really nice, which was a huge benefit of what I did was that I met this amazing network of people all over the city. Um, And unintentionally it was a very good professional move because I I was a neuroscientist and I was trying to get into a different world Um, and I didn't think about that at the time but it was really nice but yeah no I've stayed friends with like a ton of people that's great by the way you're the first neuroscientist that I've ever met (laughs) oh really yeah I I was I was I am no longer I was my wife and I talk sometimes about different people that we need to add to our friend list like and neuroscientists a fireman like oh, you don't totally. know any fireman. I don't know any fireman either see and neuroscientists not even neuro I'm not oh. sci- no scientists oh I know plenty so. of scientists I guess you would <laughs> that so, that I got <laughs> now yeah. I can say I know scientists yeah uh, alright so that so Pete's Cloud House um, I mean 200 50 people yeah so many I mean like really just some of them were like hidden in plain sight like Woodlands um, Woodlands which is a cemetery in West Philly is mm-hmm. beautiful they actually have all these like amazing events that happen there like really fun craft fairs and um, like midnight dances and it's just a gorgeous spot in West Philly and it has these great grounds that you can walk around on you can bike on it's like literally next to Penn's campus, but you would never. It's called the Woodlands. The Woodlands. Okay. Uh, you would never think to go there. It's okay. gorgeous. Wow. Um, right. And then you know, like things like uh, someone pointed out, I think it was a block of twenty one hundred Delancey, which is just she was like, this is one of the most beautiful blocks in the entire city, and it's one of the most beautiful blocks uh-huh. in the entire city. It's gorgeous. Yeah. Um, and then oh, one of my favorites is also um, there's this series of little back alleys that'll take you all through Society Hill. Like, you never actually have to be on a real street. You can take these little alleys that take... They all have, like, these funny little names. It'll be, like, David's Alley or something like that. And they'll take you into these little courtyards, and then you can, like, kind of weave your way all through Society Hill on them. And if you know where they are, like, you can probably walk for, like, seven or eight blocks on them. And it's, like, the most romantic thing ever. It's so beautiful. It's great. Okay, that's great. It's great. Uh, All right, so you... Lived. I saw on your website you moved from Mount Airy to East Passion neighborhood to Point Breeze, and now I think you're living in what they're calling the Spring Arts District. Yes, yeah. So I so I I was until like two months ago. I lived in Callow Hill, Spring Arts, Loft District, Razorhead. Um, I think someone was calling it uh, No Mala, No Man's Land. It's it's an I mean it's definitely like then it's definitely an up and coming neighborhood. It was a really interesting neighborhood to live in. Um yeah. And Wait, so what neighborhood do you live in now? So now I'm back in Point Breeze. Oh back, okay. Yeah. So yeah. why all the moving around? Like with... uh, it's just fun. You know, it's good to it. try things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um I my dream, my goal in life. This is weird. This is weird. Okay, so when I was a ki- when I was a kid in Cheltenham, um, my parents sent us to this little camp that was run by their really good friends who lived in Mount Airy, and they lived in this like beautiful house from 1776, like way up next to Michigan Park, and they had like five or ten acres, a pool. This the house is incredible, and the Spanish teacher from Germantown Friends. Um, she taught us Spanish. She taught like this group of like 10 kids Spanish and we would like do arts and crafts and we'd walk around in the park and we'd swim and stuff. 
And I did it probably for like six years. And it was my goal in life after that when I was like, probably ended when I was like eight or nine was to, was to move to Mount Airy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, like Cheltenham literally borders Mount Airy. Yeah. So it was not all that like, like hard of a goal to achieve. Right. So I lived in Mount Airy for like six or seven years. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I was like, yes. You did it. Easy. Got that one. <laughs> so I did that. And then like, yeah, and then I wanted to come into the, more into the city and sort of see what that was like and have been sort of bouncing around ever since. Um, now you've gone back to Point Breeze. So is that your... No, I'm not going to end up in Point Breeze. Oh, no. Okay. I, it's fine. I need someone to convince me why I should like Point Breeze. Um, really? I'm just there sort of out of circumstance. It worked really well. Um, but... You find it difficult there? It's hard there. Point Breeze is... Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of difficult gentrification stuff going on there. Um, there's also um, not a lot of it, it's not it's hard to find beautiful places there. Mm-hmm. It's really hard. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I feel like it's been like an overlooked neighborhood in terms of sort of like street tenders and like getting like getting trees in there and. Um, just kind of like city beautification projects don't seem to have touched that neighborhood. Um, so it's, it's, it, it seems it's, like there might be a resistance to that, right? A I think, bit. I, I don't know exactly because I don't know, I don't know the history of the neighborhood well enough to say, um, to say why yeah. that is. Um, but I find it hard to live there just cause I look outside and I'm like, Oh, there's like trash yeah. everywhere. And like, I don't know exactly. I'm like, I'm, I've only been there for two months again. So I need to like figure out, if there's stuff that I can do on my block and um, try and get a little bit more involved to sort of, I think, get myself a little bit more immersed in the neighborhood, which usually helps. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you ever feel yeah. unsafe there? Point Breeze, no. No, okay. No, 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 no. Okay. At no. this point, it, it is. Well, it's not. I mean, like I, it's. I mean, I think that as long as you're not walking around with your headphones in, like drunk, you're you yeah. know how to like being and live in a city you're pretty fine um but so no I don't feel I don't feel I don't feel unsafe there I just I want to see some more trees I guess yeah yeah that's really mostly it I want to see some more trees or some more like potted plants and I could probably do my I could I could play my part and actually add some stuff outside the house so (laughs) I was reading about you as as I was doing my research it seems like you're committed to being very charitable I try yeah I try um the maps are really nice. So the maps are, the maps, okay, so <laughs> the, maybe like three years ago, I um, was sort of like in a weird spot and I needed another project. I don't actually ever need another project, but I felt like I needed another project. Weird spot with your job or like personally? Just personally. Like I was just in a weird spot, like just needed something to do. And uh, a friend of mine gave me uh, the street grid of Philadelphia. So all of the roads um, just as like lines. And I printed it out onto this giant piece of paper, three feet by four feet. And I spent three months paper cutting the entire city of Philadelphia which was insane. Um, it was very close to what I used to do as a neuroscientist, which was like micro dissection. So it was like lots of little tiny hand movements. Oh, wow. So it was very calming. I really liked it. It was like this interesting artistic outlet. Um, and I, a, a very good friend of mine, um, 
convinced me after I had done it. He's like, you have to, like, for posterity, you need to, like, scan this in just so that you can have it, like, as a digital file just in case something happens to the original, which I have framed in my house. And that became the basis for doing all my maps. So I have this paper cut that I had done initially. It's basically a template of the entire city. So people are like, oh, I want my neighborhood, like, you know, I want this address with a heart, and then I want a star over here where, like, my partner and I first met, and then I'd like a ring over here where we got married or something like that. And I can I can use the template to make all these maps. And so the maps have always been... Um, because I've always worked full time, the maps are just sort of a um, a really nice added source of income, mm-hmm. and I can be flexible with that too. So uh, I work with like a lot of organizations will ask me to donate maps, and I'll do that. Um, and then for Thanksgiving last year, which was really fun, um, I gave all of the profits that I made for Black the Black Friday weekend, which was like five days worth. It was about five thousand dollars worth of maps. Yeah, that's amazing. So um, it's like all of the. It's it was 100%. all of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that all went to a bunch of different organizations. Um, who, so you know, I'm not a, I'm not deep in the nonprofit world. Like I don't know, I don't know the reaches of the nonprofit world, but I have some friends who are in it, and mm-hmm. so they gave me suggestions for. Um, different organizations that like worked like who did a really good job with donations and who also may fly a little bit under the radar and so I gave this just split all the money between them as well that's great I'm sure I'll do it again it was really cool let's take a quick break right there so I can tell you about run Avalon run Avalon is a fitness apparel brand that set out to capture the spirit of those who relish in kicking up before kicking back at the beach there is only one place to buy their gear, and that is runavalon.com. If you like running, biking, yoga, tennis, boot camp, whatever your workout may be, you will love the apparel at runavalon.com. And this is very exciting. From now until Labor Day, Run Avalon is offering a special discount to Broad and Walnut listeners. If your total order is over $30, you will receive 20% off if you enter the code Broad and Walnut at checkout. Just enter that code Broad and Walnut and receive 20% off your entire order. They offer free shipping to anywhere in the U.S. And if your order is on Seven Mile Island, which is Avalon and Stone Harbor, they will deliver it free the same day. Also, I should mention, Run Avalon and Lululemon co-host a Monday morning group run every Monday at 8 a.m. all summer long in front of the Lululemon store in Avalon. Go check that out. It's free. It's all levels. It's just for fun every morning, 8 a.m. at the Lululemon store in Avalon. All right, check them out. And don't forget to enter the code Broad and Walnut at checkout. Go to runavalon.com. If someone was to plan a weekend in Philly, they were coming from out of town. What are some things that you think are must-sees or must-dos around the city? What can what we highlight here that you just love? Okay, so um, the 33rd floor of the PSFS building is a must because the view is amazing, and they let people just go up there at this point. Um, or if you can't do that, because there, there's a lot of times there's wedding receptions, um, you can take a really cheap like $5 tour up to the top of City Hall. So definitely like getting the aerial perspective of the city, I think is really awesome and important mm-hmm. and helpful. Um, if you can, uh, I mean, Reading Toronto Market is like an absolute must. I think that it's one of those interesting places, which is a tourist destination, but is also a commercial hub for residents as well. When I lived in Callow Hill, that was my, that's where I would go to food shopping. Yeah. And it's, 
I think so it's just authentic. It, it's so authentic. It's so, such an interesting like clash of cultures. Um, it can be a nightmare during lunchtime, but like really early in the morning or right at the end of the day, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, so I think that's like a must do. I heard something recently about the Reading Terminal Market that I didn't know that some of the guys in there are subsidized by the market. They, I think they. I think they are. To I think keep some of them are. The authenticity. Of yeah. It. Yeah, and something that's interesting about. Writing terminal is also, and, I, and I, I'm pretty sure this is right, and I probably want to look this up first before I before we put this out, would be is that uh, I'm pretty sure Writing Terminal is the largest, ex, accepts the most EBT places, like the um, like food stamps, essentially, yeah. of any location in the entire state. Wow. So it's this really, so it's like you don't even think about it necessarily as being a resource for people who sort of need less expensive food but I'm pretty sure that it is so it's like you have this whole tourism world there but then you also have the fact that it's like serving all sorts of people in Philadelphia yeah love that um the waterfront obviously but I would always say Ray Street Pier first because I just think it's this like beautiful way to go see the to go see the river um Spruce Arbor Park obviously Mm -hmm. um and then I'm trying to think of some of like the smaller stuff definitely like meandering around Society Hill. So, like, just because there's so many there's so many historic markers back there that are um, just great places to sort of stop and take in, and you don't have to, like, necessarily go on a tour. It's just, like, you know, walking, basically walking from, like, um, i trying to think, like, Pine, like, Pine, Spruce, South, like, from front to fifth street sort of like walking in that area and just sort of like even just like really walking up and down the blocks i think is a really is just a great way to see like what the city used to look like and it's been so well preserved and there's so much history there without having to stand in lines or like yeah yeah um that's a good one that's a good one and then um i'm trying to think in terms of like the free library usually has really interesting um their rare book collection is really amazing um, and they usually have some type of a, uh, uh, like an, of an exhibit of some sort, like an art exhibit. So I think it's really cool to get up there. Because then you can see the parkway. You can walk up the parkway if you want to, to the art museum. Or you go to the Rodin Museum. I like that one a little bit more. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think about what else. I get that question a lot. And I feel like I should know this. Yeah, sure. <laughs> well, this will, I mean, we can kind of go into yeah. the next, like, and this will help out to answer that question is, what is your favorite restaurant? Restaurant. Uh, okay, so my favorite restaurant is favorite restaurant is this place called Hardena, which is luckily I live like two blocks away from it now. Um, it Har- is Hardena. Hardena. Okay. It is an Indonesian restaurant. It is eight dollars a plate, and you get like a plate of rice, and then you pick two two um, two different types of entrees, and you can sit there. It's like looks like it used to be an old like um, corner store or something like that. It's amazing. It is unbelievably good food. Wow. Um, the people who run it are really nice. You can, like, just bring in... You can literally bring whatever you want in there. So, like, we've gone in there with, like, a jug of whiskey before and, like, just bought sodas <laughs> and, like, sat there all night. Um, Where is it? It is on Hicks and Moore. Okay. Um, so, it's sort of between, like... It's between 15th and 16th. 15th and 16th on Moore. Um, and it's... And the reason I found out about it is that it actually used to have the highest Yelp rating of any restaurant in the entire city. Um, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's still up there because it's so good. Oh, wow. um, and people don't really know about it. It's great. I've never heard of it. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that, and then I think all of the, I think all the Vietnamese places that are on Washington Avenue are 
spectacular. Like, yeah. faux is, like, the best thing in the world yeah. in the summer. Or, in, not the summer, in the winter. Right. <laughs> yeah, not the summer. Um, what is your favorite bar to grab a drink? Dandelion. Dandelion. So, Dandelion has the killer happy hour. Yeah, I know. I didn't do that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, it's, like, they have these, like, they'll do, like, they have three or four foods, including their Welsh rarebit, which is basically just cheesy toast. It's amazing, and it's their... Those foods are $3. They have some bar- beer- beers that are $4, and they have glasses of wine for $5. And in the, in the winter, they have a fireplace. In the summer, they have outdoor seating. I have all of my, like, client, like, work work drink meetings there. Okay. I love that place. It's so weird. I don't know why it's not on my radar anymore. Like, I, our office is two blocks away. I, yeah. I, I just don't think of it. Best happy hour spot. That's Best happy hour spot. And I, I, like, just in terms of, like, Bar, bar. Um, I'm really into Second District Brewing right now, which is right near. Also, I, you know, I'm sort of. These are sort of things that I think of where I live. But Second District Brewing is a new brewery that just opened in Point Breeze. Also, um, I think it's on like 17th and McKean or something around there, and uh, their beer is phenomenal. Really? Like, okay. I don't normally like have an urge for beer, but this beer is amazing, and oh, they just wow. do like small. They only do like. A couple kegs of each one, and then they rotate it out. So it's always different whenever you go, and they have these great corn dogs. Really good. You mentioned uh, speaking of uh, breweries. You mentioned your last newsletter, Roy Roy, Roy Pitts. Yeah. I don't know if you've gone over there yet. Mm-hmm. You have. Okay, I've, I've gone there a couple times since they opened. Yeah, and loved it. Uh, I so love their good. beer. So good. And I mentioned it to, to somebody maybe on a previous podcast, but I had had their beer for the first time a couple years ago. And I bought it at the food, corner foodery or the yep. foodery at Seventeenth and Sansom. Yep. And then I went back in, and I loved it. And I went back to get it the next time, and the guy's like, we don't carry that. And I'm like, well, I just bought it two weeks ago here. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and out of the blue, I don't know what made me think of Roy Pitt's beer, but like six months ago, out of the blue, I'm like, I'm going to try to find out where, where I could get that and track it down. <laughs> Lo and behold. And I Google it, and it's like, we're opening up a brewery <laughs> yeah. in Philly. So... Yeah, I've gotten over there twice and had a really good time. Yeah, I love that place. And I, when I lived up in Callow Hill, um, it wasn't open yet, but uh, Prohibition Taproom is like a great, you know, mm-hmm. like l- great local spot. Um, I feel like the best, I feel like the best bars in Philly are like the the ones that you like always. They're just like your spots, you know, like not necessarily like something that a tourist would go to, like uh, like Oscars. I'm yeah, sure. right. Like. Uh, Oscars is amazing. I've had many, many, many nights at Oscars. Yeah. Um, I think most people have had many nights at Oscars. But, like... I spent a month there one night. <laughs> yeah. Basically, right? Yeah. You're like, I'm at all of Philadelphia there one night. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, definitely Dandelion for happy hour. And definitely Hardina for dinner. Good to know. Uh, best pizza in the city? Oh, God. That's hard. That's a hard one. Okay. Um, go back to it? <laughs> so, Franco Luigi's... If you want like Italian, like more like authentic, authentic Italian, Franco Luigi's is on Thirteenth and Dickinson. I want to say, um, I have to say, I really like Pizzeria Vetri a lot. Mm-hmm. It's like kind of kind of expensive and pricey, but yeah. I really like it. Which one do you go to? I used to go to the one that was up on um, or is up in uh, Fairmount by the old the Whole Foods there. Yeah, that's but I haven't tried the one that's in Center City yet. I don't Neither know. Neither have I. Like. Yeah. yeah. You this ice cream that you mentioned earlier, so you, you there was some collaboration you had with little babies to create an ice cream? Yeah, yeah. So uh, one of my very close friends runs little babies and 
for the Why I Love Philly party, the, for two of them, we made why we made Philly flavors. So there's a Why I Love Philly flavor, which is a soft pretzel ice cream with a soft pretzel swirl in it, and butterscotch crumpets, tasty cake butterscotch crumpets, and Goldenberg's peanut chews. And so it's that's the why I love Philly amazing. flavor. It's amazing. Is it really um, good? It is really good. Yeah. And they're actually they only did it for the party. And then like if people knew about it and could order it for their weddings, but they're actually like actually this on the seventh, so July seventh, they're actually doing a limited edition release in their uh, at their two locations in Cedar Park and up in Fishtown. So okay. doing a limited edition release of the Wild Philly flavor. And we also did another one called Strawberry Mansion Shortcake. Strawberry Mansion Shortcake, uh-huh. which was Stocks Pound Cake, which is, if you haven't had Stocks Pound Cake, no. it's, it's a little bakery up in Kensington. It is, it's like an establishment and they just, they make the most amazing pound cake you've ever had in your life uh-huh. and so we made that in a strawberry ice cream where we got the strawberries from Greens Grove Farm which is a farm up like an urban farm up in Kensington okay delicious wow that's Stocks great Stocks Pound Cake I can't if, if people haven't had that like I've never had I've never heard of it yeah. Stocks Pound Cake Stocks Stocks T-O-C-K-S yeah okay um, so I was going to ask you where the best place to get ice cream, but I guess be, little little babies. Little babies. I, I mean, yeah. I'm I am partial, and Weckerly's also they do like some yeah. killer ice cream sandwiches. Awesome. Yeah. Um, is there anything that Philly needs to improve on? This will be oh, yes. my last question, and I'll let you go. <laughs> the but, education system. <laughs> if, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. So okay, not counting the like massive problems that it has in terms of like education and poverty and racism and like all of the really huge problems that it has because it does and I can't overlook them all the time um I think that there has to be some more responsible development done um I think that I'm not anti-development in any way but I think that there's a lot that's just being shoved into spaces and it's really not taking into consideration the people who live there what they think about it um it doesn't take into consideration, you know, you get a lot of gentrification happening and gentrification isn't always bad, but it can be really bad. Mm-hmm. And I think when you displace entire neighborhoods because you're pricing everyone out, it's a huge problem. Is that happening in Point Breeze right now? It's starting to happen. I mean, there's like three bedroom homes that are going for like $500,000, <laughs> which is insane. Um, and so, so I think there's sort of this like responsible development that needs to happen. Um, I think that the uh, I think there's a real problem with homelessness that we don't talk about in the city, and I think we're starting to talk about it because of the the opioid ec- epidemic that's happening. Um, but we don't really talk about homelessness that happens in uh, in and around City Hall and in and around the Convention Center. And I think that there's some really great organizations who are trying to work to combat it, but um, it's not. It's something that we all overlook really easily. It's getting worse. And I think it's getting worse. It seems like it's getting worse. Um, from what I've talked about with organizations, it does seem like it's getting worse. Um, and the resources are getting slimmer and slimmer for them and for, for people to have access to. Um, so those are sort of like the bigger, you know, those are sort of like the pro- like some of the problems. Like not, and again, that there's, I'm not saying that these are any worse than any of the other problems that exist in the city. They're sort of the ones that I notice a lot. Um, And then, you know, I think there's also just retention of people. I think they're starting to get that now, but the school system is, the school system is 
is bad. I mean, it's broken. it's broken and it's bad, and yeah. you end up losing people who, as soon as they start to have families, they move out of the city. And I think that like having these multi multi generational families living in the city and just lots of different age ranges who still live in the city of different family makeups is really helpful for mm-hmm. to have like a really robust city. And when your school system is broken and you know, people who are forced to stay have access to terrible schools and people who, or you have to leave. It just doesn't work. So, sure. yeah, that's a downer. I don't know. Hopefully we won't end on that. No, let's end on the positive. <laughs> okay. Right. That's not going to That's a, because, yeah. All right, why do you, let's just, why do you love the city? Yeah. Um, I think that there's, an, I think that, A, there's amazing potential. Um, so I think that we're seeing that in certain areas in terms of like arts and culture coming to the city, food, nightlife. Um, you see more young people moving into the city. Um, people are people are starting to get involved, like starting to get really involved, which is very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's this great potential for the city, um, and I think it's also it's beautiful. There's it's a great it's a great place. There's amazing people here. Yeah. Um, there's an you know every sector that you would want or that you would want to know people from are here and um yeah it's just also you know it's it's like a home it's a, it's very much a home mm-hmm. like i think that no matter where you are in the city people find ways to make it feel very homey and i don't know if you could do that in other cities or if you'd want to do that in other cities but people like doing that here that's, that's a really good point yeah uh, before we wrap up is there anything that you want to plug Anywhere we should go find. Oh sure. Nuts. So the um, on Etsy, my Etsy store is Philly Love Notes, okay. and you can order custom woodcut maps there. And different times of the year, I do different um, uh, I do different donations to organizations and stuff. Um, and then the newsletter is tinyletter.com backslash Philly Love Notes. I think it is. Yes. And um, that goes out every two weeks. And that's just like a good source of like things that I think are cool that other people have told me things are, that they're cool. Um, yeah, and then Instagram's like a really good spot. That's that's like a good visual highlight of Philadelphia and that's really love it's also. Yeah, you guys gotta check this out because if you wanna take you if you live here and you wanna take advantage of all, all things that are great about the city go to philly love notes and check out all that emma has to say because she really provides uh she's almost like a, a tour guide yeah uh, in philadelphia <laughs> which is great know, yes you know? um emma i love this thank you so much for your yeah, time i really appreciate it yeah it's nice to talk about thank you okay that concludes our interview with emma freed casorla emma thank you so much for your time i really enjoyed that one i hope you guys did as well google philly love notes to find all things emma She has Instagram, Twitter, a website. Uh, She's doing a lot of great stuff. And go check her out at Philly Love Notes. And if you like Broad and Walnut, please follow us on Twitter. At Broad and Walnut is the handle. And subscribe to us on iTunes. Thank you very much. And we'll see you next week.